Welcome to the Sweat Life Podcast, y'all, where you're going to hear what is truly possible in your life when it is set on a healthy foundation of moving your body and fueling your body to be your best self in all areas of life. I'm your host, Samantha Nivens, health life coach who helps busy men and women reach their impossible health goals. With over 10 years experience in the health and fitness industry, a top placing female ultra marathon athlete and mom of two little dudes. Here's to breaking through your old stories and becoming more relentless every day. Hi, y'all. Welcome to the Living the Sweat Lifestyle podcast. This is episode 25 with Katie Joy Wells. She is the host of the Maximize Minimalist podcast that you can find on any platform. And she is the creator of Your Simplified Home course, which is a decluttering course. Overall, she helps chronically overwhelmed men or women declutter their homes live more with less so they can focus on what matters most. I absolutely reached out to Katie because one of our biggest barriers to getting our workouts in and living this healthy sweat lifestyle is time. And this is myself included, 100%. So I reached out to Katie to share because decluttering is one way that and she actually gives us a really cool statistic that uh, you can get up to 40% of your time back instead of cleaning and organizing all the stuff if you actually get rid of it and she's got a system to do that that then you can claim back this time and uh, I believe in the study it was 8 to 12 hours so oh my gosh What could you do with 8 to 12 hours? You could get in your healthy habits. You could spend more time with your kids. You could do that project, whatever it is. That um, I felt that this would be a great um, tip and tools for you guys to use to find that extra time to get moving more. So I'm super excited to share it with you guys. One of my favorite parts about this episode is how real and authentic Katie is. She is just totally open to being honest with us and being real about her journey, especially becoming a mother. She is a mom of two young littles, too, um, and went from working full-time 70 hours a week to having kids and being a mom, so a big shift in her life, and then navigating that through the businesses and now coming and landing to this because decluttering became this huge frustration in her life that she had to do something about it and now is incredibly passionate about it. Um, And I love how she shares with her story that she really had some huge self-awareness moments and, uh, I don't want to get into too much of a rant, but you guys, it's so great to hear that because for so many of us, we're in our heads and we're like, well, what do we do? Or is this okay right now? Or am I getting enough in? Or am I getting, this is not enough. And she just bears 
you know, where she was at, where she is at, including that it took her three years to get back to where she is right now, consistently working out from becoming a mother to now. It took three years, you guys. So I just want to like, that's such an eye-opening thing to hear that wherever you're at on your journey, because life can get crazy, whether it's with your career, with your kids, with goals in general. And so figuring out that balance for you, what that looks like. And Katie gives us such a great snapshot in uh, perspective. So you guys could be like, oh, okay, that that's okay. That can work. Yeah. So I love that she totally shares and is so open with us. If you are a mom, you definitely want to tune in because we do some mom talk as to far as, you know, what those changes have looked like to getting back into working out and what the new workout looks like. You know, if that's two days a week as a minimum, three is goal. That's what Katie's is. So you get to hear what that looks like for her and how that works for her and how that could potentially work for you all. So I'm super, super excited for this. And you guys can go check out, she's actually about to launch her Your Simplified Home course. Uh, You can get on the waiting list if you go to her website, which is katiejoywells.com, or the Your Simplified Home course. Uh, it's going to be released in five days, so super exciting. If this sounds like something you want to get on board, to go check it out. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoy. Okay, well, my guest today is Katie Wells. Hi, Katie, how are you? Hi, great. Thanks for having me today. So great to have you on. I'm super excited because you are going to be the first guest that isn't 100% in the health fitness world, like as a coach of some capacity. Uh, But you are a uh, super busy building your business have two littles, which is like, if anything, all of us in this world are a little busy. (laughs) So (laughs) but you're still living this lifestyle and um, have a story to share with us. So um, so let's start um, telling Um, the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, what your life kind of looks like. Um, And then you can go into your sweat story of, you know, what your health journey has looked like. Yeah, definitely. Um, So just a little backstory. I am originally from Iowa. Um, I'm a Midwest girl and um, ended up in North Carolina in, let's see, what year is it? It's 2018. So 2010, my husband and I moved here. Um, We opened our chiropractic chiropractic clinic. So my husband is a chiropractor by trade. And um, we, you know, a lot of, there are so many different types of chiropractors out there. Um, And my husband always kind of laugh about that because you, when you walk into a chiropractic clinic, you really don't know what you're going to get. Like we've had patients um, who've walked through our chiropractic doors and been like, I just was at a chiropractor's office and they offered me teeth whitening, (laughs) you know, like they're just, it's just very inconsistent. And so when we opened our clinic, we wanted to obviously deliver the best care possible to our community. So besides offering chiropractic we um, talked and coached and did lots of workshops in our office for our patients on um, 
fitness, on nutrition, on toxicity, and on health, having a healthy mindset. Um, so really like the five components to healthcare is what we called it. Um, so we ran our practice um, up until February of this year. And um, during, you know, the last nine years since we've been in North Carolina, um, we've had consulting businesses, we opened a second clinic. And, um, you know, on top of that, we had two children. <laughs> so my oldest is four and a half, and my youngest is um, almost three. So um, through all of that, we've just grown so much. And my health journey as far as fitness goes, um, has really ebbed and flowed over the last nine years. I would love to say, Samantha, that I've been super consistent <laughs> with mm -hmm. my workouts um, since my kids came along, but um, it's been a real, it's been, it's, I think it's always just a consistent struggle for me if I'm like 100% transparent with you. Yeah. Um, prior to kids, I was really into CrossFit. I was at a local CrossFit gym three, four, you know, maybe five days a week on a good week. My husband and I, before our office opened at 8 a.m., would go to the 6 a.m. class. So we'd wake up at, you know, 5.15, work out at 6, go home, shower, and go home and open the doors to our office. And after I had my first son, um, I tried going back to the CrossFit gym and just had, like, I really felt like my body was telling me, like, it was just too much. Um mm -hmm after, you know, things were still shifting back to where they were. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, that was really the first time I ever heard my body tell me, like, maybe I need to take it easier with my workouts. Um, I tend to be the type of person who, especially in a CrossFit workout, because I'm so competitive, I, mm -hmm. will, ris I will, like, risk injury and, like, break form to get the workout done faster if it's for time. Like that's right. just my personality and it's just, it's not good because I know if I had kept going <laughs> that I would have injured myself. And I know that sounds silly. Like, it's just like, why don't you just slow down and work on your form? But if I'm getting this workout done for time, I'm going to like, I'm going to get it done for time. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, I have been most, the most consistent since my sons came along, you know, four and a half years ago recently. So it really took me three years to get back on track. I'm talking on a consistent basis. Two days is really my minimum. Three days is what I go for a week. So it's been quite a bit of a journey, especially with knowing the importance of exercise because we coached and we talked to our patients about it all the time. Um, but I do feel like I did earn a little time off <laughs> from working out, <laughs> you know, chasing the kids around and you know how it goes being a busy oh, yeah. mom. Well, and especially, and yours are a little closer together than mine. So mine are about two and a half years apart, actually just a little bit more than that, two, like two or six months. And so yours are closer. And I have yep. some other mommy friends that have them closer together. And uh, like, I get it because I have two now, but like it blows my mind to have them that much closer together because you're just in such the thick of it whenever you have two little ones or even say moms, maybe that add another one that like, that that's some of the hardest, this is probably the hardest years of my life, um, having kids and still doing everything else. So totally get that. Totally yeah. get that. So true. So true. Uh, and, um, so kind of from that then, so you said it took about three years to get it back. So what, 
like what it started to shift. I mean, obviously the kids getting a little bit older and so like a little more self-sufficient mm-hmm. and like being able to let them be, but what has helped you to get to what you're now being more consistent and feeling good about your exercise routine now? I think, um, kind of giving up on the dream that I needed to go to a CrossFit gym, um, because I just feel like at this point in my life, I don't, that's not just some, it's not really something those, those workouts aren't something I desire to do mostly because I honestly, I'm afraid I'm going to injure myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not that, um, everyone gets injured at CrossFits, but I just have a feeling that I will. Um, so I found a, a local Y opened up down like five minutes from our home. Um, so that's been an incredible blessing. They've got childcare. Like you said, the kids are a little bit older, but I think probably one of the biggest, biggest things that has changed for me is, and this kind of leads into more probably what we'll be talking about later is a few years ago, um, two and a half, three years ago, I decided to like declutter my home. And I know that might sound confusing. It's like, how does decluttering your home (laughs) make you like work out more? But it's really decluttering my home was such a catalyst for like all of these other amazing opportunities and um, I guess things to come into my come into my life or come back into my life like exercise um, because I'm not spending, you know, my time the same way I used to three years ago. Um, my Mm. time now is much more intentional before that. And honestly, it was the season I was in as well. Right. I had two kids who weren't sleeping through the night. I was breastfeeding. I was working full time. I was, um, working in my clinic, but I had really lost my passion for, for that career. And that made it even more miserable to show up to my own business five days a week and not want to be there. Um, such as it was just so much, And now that once I decluttered my home, it just put so many things into perspective for me. And I I was really able to take a step back, look at my life from like an outsider perspective and figure out where I'm spending my time. How do I want to live my life? What what values are important to me? And based on that, what am I in control of and what can I change? And for that, that was decluttering. And now, you know few years later, it's like, I I have a completely different life than I used to. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. And that sounds like a a big shift um, into that. And it sounds like, I mean, the whole decluttering thing even like opened up not only just time for exercise and fitness, but like you said, it just being very intentional, intentional about all the things in your life that you're doing. And um, yeah, so let's go into that. So as far as like the decluttering, so, um, how has that shifted now? Like when you made that shift and you did declutter, um, to tell us about what you're doing now with that. Yeah. So prior to decluttering, um, like I said, I give you a little backstory. I was, you know, just probably actually not probably, I was definitely at the lowest point in my life, but also just my motherhood. I was working in a position I didn't want to be in, but I had to because it was my own business. I just felt my hands were very tied, um, which they were, because I can't just quit my business, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and obviously working outside of the house as a mom and I wanted to breastfeed, I had to pump and that added just this whole complicating layer into having to work 
And um, I had, I noticed myself, my anxiety going up um, or really, I didn't, I don't recall having anxiety until after really I had my second son. Mm-hmm. So I had anxiety on a daily basis. Um, you know, I'd come home from a long day of work and I remember pulling into my garage one day and literally Samantha, I shut the car off and my kids were inside with the nanny. And I was like, I don't, I'm so excited to see my kids, but I don't want to go inside and face all the crap and the chores and the to-do list in my home. And I was so upset that I even like these thoughts were going through my head. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) no one should like not look forward to walking into their home. A home should be a place that's, you know, restorative, relaxing, and it's not draining, exhausting. And like, just you hate being in and, with all the things going on in my life at that time, I wasn't happy with my clutter to me really started to stand out. And it was like, you know, a message, if you will, like, Hey, like, this is the one thing you can control in your life right now, like fix it. So, um, you know, fast forward to now, you know, my anxiety's gone. Like I don't have anxiety anymore. I, don't battle depression anymore and just all of these massive benefits, um, including, like I said, the time and energy I can invest in my children, my husband working out and, you know, self-care and myself now. That's awesome. That is so amazing. And I think that, you know, there's definitely, cause that's a big thing. That's a huge barrier. I would say maybe number one barrier is time for people to make the time to exercise or even like self-care, whether that's like meal prepping to eat well and things like that. Um, So it sounds like it really opened up for you, not just, I mean, it just opened up your whole life, but really allowed you that time for, and would you say more self-care even like, aside from just like your workouts, just like for you to be able to have that self-care time? Yeah. You know, I honestly, I don't think I I didn't spend a whole lot of time on social media after I had my first few sons. And for whatever reason, now I see stuff on self-care all the time. I actually just did a podcast about it, but I never, like after I had my sons and I was working like self-care, like wasn't ever thought in my mind. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't do any type of self-care you know, until I started getting consistent with my workouts again, I, I I was the worst at self-care. I I didn't do anything. Even if my sister-in-law came over sometimes to watch the boys, like she'd say, go take a bath. And I just, I wouldn't, I just had a hard time taking care of myself, I suppose. Cause I felt like, I felt like if I were putting myself last and maybe, you know, I could do other things in the house instead of taking a bath. Like I could do laundry. There's always something we can find to do to keep ourselves busy. Mm -hmm. I felt like if I were doing those things, that would mean that I loved my kids more or I was showing up more or I was like being a better mom today because I put myself last when really, I think a lot of us know now or starting to understand now that self-care is a thing we talk about, that that's just not the case because we can't pour from an empty cup. And I was doing that day after day and year after year. And so, yeah, self-care to me now is such a big thing because A, I know what it is and B, I understand the importance of it. Yeah, that's great. Um, So I want to go back to the declutter for a moment and like, are there some like tangible tips, like what are some of the tips um, for decluttering 
that could help listeners, these other busy moms or anybody um, to get more time back to then claim it for their health or whatever they need? Yeah, that's a great question. So oftentimes, you know, I think everyone on the history of the planet has always, has tried to declutter their home, right? I think, have you tried mm-hmm. to declutter your home, right? And it's just like, okay. hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, we always end up coming back and it's not like, I'm not saying you declutter your home once, like massive, this massive declutter and it's gone for good, but it's always, it seems to be for many women and busy moms, a project that just never gets, it just never happens, right? It's mm-hmm. like, there are other, all these other things that need to happen first. So one of the, a few of the biggest mistakes I see women make are, and this is something I definitely am guilty of, is whenever I was like, okay, I'm going to like work on my home because, you know, like the kids' toys, um, in our particular home, I don't keep the kids' toys in their bedrooms. Um, I keep, we have a small little area, a corner of our living room, we keep the toys in. And that became a huge pain point for me because it was out in the open, but also because we just had too many a few years Mm -hmm. ago. And this was, keep in mind, they were like two and under and they had overflowing bins at two Mm -hmm. years old and, you know, a baby. So that became a huge pain point for me. So anytime I would come to that area out of just sheer frustration, I would organize it. I would get on Pinterest and look for new organizational bins, a new system to put in place or a new cute, whatever to like put everything away and kind of hide it. And I, I noticed myself doing that throughout the house. Anytime I went to like quote unquote work on it or improve my home, it was organizing the stuff I already had. It wasn't really ever purging. Um, so that's really a huge mm. mistake people make is they, they even consider decluttering organization. Anytime I tell people what I do for a living, I, that I teach women how to declutter, they go, oh, so how do you recommend storing, you know, kids toys? <laughs> and not that that's not an irrelevant question, but it really doesn't, storing and organizing mm. is separate than decluttering, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing is quit organizing the crap you need to get rid of because mm. you keep coming back to it time and time again. It's wasting your energy. It's wasting your time and it's causing mental clutter in your head because when you're constantly seeing toys out or clothes, you know, on your floor, your room or your closets busting from the seams, pun intended, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that it's taking up mental space in your brain because it, anytime we see clutter, it, it lets our brain know there's something that needs to be finished. So it's this open cycle, whether we, and most of the time we don't realize it in our brains that's saying there's more work to be done. And when there's more work to be done, that causes stress. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a really, really big one. Love it. That is so great. So actually, we have to actually get rid of the stuff. That's right. <laughs> and then you don't have to organize it anymore. It's such a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'd be curious. And, well, because you had the two and they were a little bit closer, like we said, than mine. And that it finally just became this big thing that you're like, I just can't even do this anymore. And I will say from, you know, having one kid was like, okay, one thing, like just getting used to having baby stuff around. And it really wasn't a big deal because it was just one and it was still the three of us. But when Waylon came, my life changed (laughs) and I was like, oh my God, I real, I saw all the stuff, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, for like kind of the first time where I saw it as like an issue in our house. Because 
now we have this toddler who's got all his toys and abundance of shoes and clothes. And we got a ton of it as hand-me-downs and I wanted to save it for Waylon. So we just had all this and, and just kind of like ourselves. I realized like we do that for our kids. Oh, well, let's just save this. We might use it someday. That's it. <laughs> um, and then, so then, you know, Waylon comes in and like, I mean, of course, like when you have a baby, there's all this stuff, like the rocker and the mm-hmm. bumbo and the pillows and the this. And so, and I definitely get that's a stage in life, but it was like a light bulb moment for me when I was like, okay, I don't want to spend my time cleaning and yeah, organizing all this stuff. I just want to get rid of it so I can actually have time. I don't want to do laundry a million times a day. I want to actually like spend time with my kids. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I, I totally get that. And I don't know if that's like a, when you have like multiple kids realize that more so, or maybe it's just like eye opening. even after the one you're like, we don't really need to have all this. Yeah. You know, I think anytime we're at a point, you know, um, having a new baby, whether it's your first or second, or, you know, anytime we're going through like a traumatic experience or a life-changing experience, Mm. whether it be good or bad, I think clutter tends to stand out to us moms more than it does when things are going easy peasy because it becomes this issue that all of a sudden, like you said, it's kind of like you had an aha moment, like, oh, like this is, this is a problem, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm following the kids around, picking up after them instead of actually playing with them, or I don't want them to pull their toys out and play because that means I have to pick them up. So I turn the TV on all these little things and Mm -hmm. new babies will do that to you for sure. And that was, um, after I had my second son is really when the clutter started bothering me as well. So maybe it's just a second son thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, and it's like, and then you truly, you know, when you thought you had a little bit of time to yourself, well, now you really don't. (laughs) Exactly. So it's then, yeah, it's like a big shift to realizing like your true priorities and what's like most important. And what, uh, Uh, what so many people don't realize too, is like clutter clutter adds so much to your bottom line of your household chores each week. So the average Mm -hmm. woman in household chores does about 30 hours a week and clutter. And that doesn't even involve like child, the childcare portion. That's like meal prep, vacuuming, you know, Mm -hmm. dishes and all that stuff. And Harvard did a study in 2016 that showed that if you remove and eliminate the clutter from your home, that lowers your chores and housework by up to 40%. Wow. So Huge. 40% of 30 hours, I'm no mathematician. So how much, what's that? Like 12 hours or so, or so ish? 15, yeah, I was, yeah like 12 hours. 50, yeah. So imagine what you can do with an extra, you know, eight to 12 hours a week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is like, this thought keeps coming up to me too with that in like, so many times when I'm talking to clients and people about, you know, like, again, that time issue and what I do, um, in my process, cause I haven't totally decluttered yet is I literally have a sink full of dishes (laughs) right now. Um, I have laundry beyond laundry to do multiple loads to fold, but you know what, if I haven't got my workout in or I need to, I'm going to prioritize that and Mm -hmm. do that before, I do all the cleaning and all that stuff. Now it's hard to adjust and be okay with that. But I feel like as moms, that's something, 
you know, you have to get over and you just have to take care of yourself and do those things. Um, but if you declutter, you can find that extra time so that you're not, you don't have to choose between one or the other. Right. Or you have that, I think even more than just even the, the physical environment is, you know, that stress that you talked about how it's not just this constant stress anxiety thing on our brains that we have the brain space to say, Oh, okay, I'll go for a run now, or I'll do this other self care, this other thing to that really matters to me. Yes. And that's, and that's really what it's all about, right? At the end of the day, like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm teaching women. It's not just about like, I don't teach women. If, if your goal is to have a Pinterest perfect, you know, pottery barn looking home, kudos to you. There's definitely nothing you know, innately wrong with having a goal of a pretty home, but it's so much more than that. And for so many women, it's getting your motherhood back. It's enjoying mm-hmm. life again. It's learning to live life with intention. It's learning what your values are and why you're here on this planet. You know, it's just so much bigger. And that's why decluttering, like I said in the beginning, kind of accidentally, unbeknownst to me at the time, became this catalyst for completely changing my life my family's life and my husband's life as well, because, you know, we all live together. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, and so that makes me think, so like somebody, so first, so you have a course coming up, tell us about that. And then I kind of want to, I think, so we're talking about, you can get this time back from this decluttering. So what, uh, whether through your course or starting this process, like when can someone like start to see like some tangible results from it? So like, does it take a month to declutter? Does it take, and I know everyone's going to be a little different, but like, give us a little time frame of like when people can start to see like results from this. Oh girl, you can see results today. <laughs> um, no, but a hundred percent honesty. Like I will tell all, most of my students, a great place to start is the entryway to your home. Go to your entryway mm. right now and pick up, organize, declutter what doesn't need to be there anymore. And just th- that, that's such an important, like vital area in our homes. It's like this transition between inside and outside. And it tends to be like this clutter hotspot, I call it, where just like, you know, shoes mm. might go on the floor, not back in the shoe bench. And the next thing you know, your husband puts his shoes out. Um, next mm-hmm. to those, and then your kids see that those shoes are out, so then they throw the raincoats down on the floor instead of hanging them up. And it's just like so. Entryway is a big place to start, and yes, you will notice that right away. But the kind of the phase two that I teach in my course is implementing new habits and new routines, just like you do for your coaching clients with fitness. Right? It's mm-hmm. just because we de- declutter and maybe reorganize, you know, our entryway doesn't mean it's always going to be tidy because we need to implement these new power habits and routines that I teach in my course that are really simple things you can do that take 30 seconds or less each day, but add a huge bottom line to, you know, your chore load. And at the end of the night, I've noticed myself over the years since I've decluttered, um, I used to spend like an hour to an hour and a half each night, like kind of just picking up the house, doing odds and ends, putting everything back where it belongs, where now I kind of just get it done quickly throughout my day. So when the kids are in bed at 738, I literally have some self-care time. And for me recently, that's watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. 
love it. <laughs> That's my guilt. That's my guilt TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, whatever I want to do, if I want to listen to an audible book, if I want to read and before decluttering, I never had, I never had that. I would, I would say it's like such an incredible luxury <laughs> as a mom to have an hour of time where you're not, you know, having to do chores or crossing things off your to-do list. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Okay. I love that. That's a great tip. And something you said from that too, um, if you have something on this, because obviously when you've got a husband and kids, um, cause that like hit home for me is like, all right. So most of us women, <laughs> I feel like are pretty self-sufficient and super independent and like got it going on. We like know how to do all this, but it's when the kids and the husband come in that are like throwing things around or don't mm-hmm. pick up after themselves. So is there, you know, some kind of communication tip or tool? Like how, what does that look like? As far as making sure that your husband and kids don't ruin the house. <laughs> right. Like how do you get them on the same page? Like what, what's, how does that start maybe, or just something? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I actually just had this conversation with my husband as part of a bonus in my course, because, um, and this is like kind of what you're talking about, but this um, interview I just did with my husband was more about like getting, how to get your husband on board, not with like new habits and picking up after himself specifically, but just get on board with decluttering because, um, you know, you're married. So I remember when Andrew and I got married, like I took on like double the amount of probably triple the amount of stuff I had. Right. And you move into a home together and all of a sudden, you know, the garage is oozing and like overspilling with all of Andrew's 5k t-shirts he did ran when he was a kid, all of his like huge bins of like trophies and like artwork and stuff he never looked at Mm -hmm. or did anything with. So it was definitely a point of contention because as I was decluttering, I couldn't touch a lot of his, I mean, I could, but I chose not to declutter any of his things because don't do that. That's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. But there comes a point when you have to look at your spouse and say, listen, I'm seeing all this amazing success with declutter. Let's, you know, I need you to take a look at your own things because it's adding, and then you can name all the frustration points. Or if you haven't started decluttering yet, and you want to start decluttering, and maybe you want to see if your spouse will help you or get on board with that process, definitely start it with a, you know, like a simple conversation, not a plea or, and you have to be so careful not to point fingers, right? Mm -hmm. So I hate how you come home and you get off, you know, get off work after a long day and you toss your shoes two feet from the shoe bench, right? (laughs) We have Mm -hmm. to remove the emotion and have that conversation when we're not in such a like emotional state. So that's definitely a big thing is just having a simple conversation at the end of the day. You know, the unfortunate truth is we can't expect our family and our loved ones to, you know, be on board with everything we're going to do, whether that's exercise or decluttering. But as long as you share the reason why you want to declutter and, you know, the benefit you expect to see and how it'll affect them, because, um, Anytime we want someone to do something in life, and this is anyone listening, this is me too. If, if my husband comes to me and says, Katie, I want to go, you know, I want to go kayaking or whatever, anything, it could be anything. I would think, well, what's in it for me? I don't, you know, what's mm-hmm. in it for me? And so when you tell your hu- husband or spouse, I want to declutter the house, he's going to think, 
well, what's in it for me? Oh, it sounds like a lot of extra work on my end. I have to use my weekends. Like he's starting to think through all the mm-hmm. reasons he doesn't want to do it. But if you can frame it in a way that will benefit him. Um, okay, sweetie. So if we, you know, if you declutter the garage, you can probably sell 40% of the sports equipment you don't use anymore. That means we can go on this family vacation together, or you can take this trip, camping trip you've wanted to take or whatever. So think of creative ways to, um, by getting them on board, by framing it and what's in it for them. I love that. That's so important. So important. Um, super. Okay, great. I love all these great tips that are like going to take back the house and give more time and kind of to even what came up for me there was like, you know, when I have starting the habits young for your kids. So by saying like, this is where the shoes go. That's where we put them. Like, if they start that young at this age, or you can start at any age, but then that Mm -hmm. becomes the habit that they create while they're in your house and when they be, go be adults on their own. Um, So I start, those are things I think about too, when I'm like, okay, this isn't even just about me and my house, but this is about like teaching my son habits, healthy habits. Yeah, definitely lifelong habits. That'll, I told Andrew yesterday we were talking and I was like, it was something about decluttering and like the same exact conversation. And he, and I go, our, okay. I said, our boys, future wives are going to thank me one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm going there. Yeah. Um, okay, great. So now I kind of want to get back into how now you've got all this, not all this time, but you've got more time, mm-hmm. but you're still growing a business. Then you've got a husband who works, you've got these two little kids So how are you making that extra time that you found? How are you actually making like exercise work with still having a busy full schedule? Well, I think the biggest thing that's changed hasn't been something necessarily on my part. I wish there was like a magic pill or, you know, a month, like a mantra I read each day that helped inspire me. But Um, since my husband and I left our practices and we're no longer tied to this brick and mortar, like living, breathing office, Mm. um, we both work from home and obviously there are so many just benefits to working from home. And so over the last eight months, my exercise has been really at an all time max with consistency because my husband, I can leave here. I usually leave in the morning around seven 30 to go to the Y and get a quick hit workout in, um, while my husband, you know, wraps, you know, gets the kids dressed for their school day. And so really that's been something I, I literally wake up every morning and I'm so grateful just to have that luxury. But before it was literally doing workouts just from my garage or my driveway when the kids and I were outside playing. So honestly, that's really, like I said, I wish it were something like, yeah, because I know not everyone has the luxury to to work from home. Um, but that's really been the biggest difference in the last eight months. Well, even with that, though, what you said there, and this is what I find like, this is what I see when you uh, hear is that your husband is helping. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times I feel like as moms, um, as women, you know, we want to do it all um, and try to and And that has really worked for me. And as a big piece, you know, that is, you know, not so obvious, like you said, like there's not like some magic pill, but it's, it's me asking and saying like, I need to go get this workout in, you know, can you watch the kids? Or it's you having that communication with him saying, I need to get my workout in now, you get the kids ready. Um, So that to me is like, 
you know, all of us moms and women can take that away. And that like having that communication with your partner, whether you're married or don't have kids, like just having that communication. So, you know, that like you need this time. Yeah. It's so true. Asking for help. I like, I'm still terrible at it. Um, I really, really am. But now that my husband has seen me get back into working out consistently, you know, it's like, I don't have to like beg or ask or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Hey, is it okay? Like if I go to the gym really quick, just really, just really fast, we'll do a quick workout. Right. Right. I don't have to do that. But I will say my husband, I don't want to say hasn't always been supportive, but I I don't know how else to phrase it. (laughs) You know, like after I had my first son river, like my role for a short period of time was, um, you know, I went from working 70 hours a week to being a stay at home mom. And it was such Mm. like, that's a whole other podcast episode. I lost Samantha. I lost my sense of identity. I was like, who the heck Mm -hmm. am I? Like, this is, this is crazy. I'm a mom. Andrew stayed in the clinic and worked. And so our roles became, he was very much like I work and you take care of the baby. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, like he didn't really, I mean, especially when the babies were young, like I think he had a hard time connecting with them and like, how do I play with them? They can't talk. They can't play baseball with me type thing. Mm -hmm. And so anytime I really wanted to get out of the house, it was hard because he was so focused on work at that time. But I think to some extent he just wasn't, ready or willing for whatever reasons he has. And I have to have that conversation for, you know, with him later on that, you know, he would say, no, like I, I can't do that or I'm not willing, you know, mm, to watch yeah. the kids. So it's not, I don't want people to think that, Oh, she's just got a wonderful husband and that's the ticket. Right. Cause I right. mean, yes, it helps, but it wasn't always this way. And we've just been through a lot of changes in the last few years. And I don't know what's, what's changed, but I'm happy with it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so. Well, and the kids are a little bit older now, so it's like, they're not just blobbies. Yes. Um, and he can actively, you know, feed them and and do things versus like, you know, you and bottles being the substance early on, um, makes a big difference. Yeah. So definitely. And I love that you shared that because I feel like the first few years of motherhood, there are so many shifts going Mm. on in life. And I'm, and I'm sure even, you know, three, five years from now, we'll be like sharing a different, what that phase of life looks like when kids are that old. But um, yeah, there's a lot of shifts and, and giving grace to that wherever, you know, a woman, a mom is at is like to give yourself some grace because, you know, I was even to share, like, even in my workouts, like. I have gone to the gym. So, you know, working out is definitely my like drug, my go-to, how I stress relief, my everything. And I've gone to the gym and I've been crying on a spin bike because it was just one of those days. Mm. Nothing else was going to work. I can't even like drink it away (laughs) if I wanted to. And I just got on the spin bike and turned on my like music that was hit me at the time. And I cried for a lot of that workout all by myself in a corner And I know that sounds a little like crazy and like maybe that's maybe it, but like it just goes to show how much like hormones and emotions and everything Mm. is shifting these first few years and wherever you're at to just have some grace for it. Um, um, Awesome. Little tangents there. (laughs) Well, I feel, yeah, I mean, you kind of 
get teary-eyed just listening to you because it's like we've all been there. I may not have been crying on a spin bike. <laughs> I was probably crying in my bed or while right. I was nursing my baby at two in the morning or when I woke up with two hours of sleep and had to like watch the kids for a day or go to work for eight hours. Like it's all like we're crying. We're all crying. <laughs> yes. And it's you just know. a constant juggle of adjustments in yes. whatever it is you're doing. And I and I also want people to know that for their like sweat life and that like it's a constant juggle with mm-hmm. whatever is going on because work may shift. You know, there may be high times a year it's busier and then certain months it's not as busy. So there's always going to be shifting. And I think it's about always being able to have the tools to shift with your life. So you shifted from Definitely. the garage workouts to now you, you know, things have changed. So now you can go to the why and it's not an ask. It's just what it is. Exactly. So it's all about that being able to shift with grace. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, so for your workouts then tell listeners, so what do you do for your workouts? Do you follow anyone or an app or some programming, or do you just know what you're doing? What are you doing? Um, I've been doing high intensity interval training since I was about 20. So 11 years. Um, I got into that really through the chiropractic world that we were involved in at the time. And I'm so grateful because prior to that, like I was doing, you know, like the elliptical or stair stepper for 30 to 45 minutes at a time, just super dull, super boring, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not, and I was a teenager, so I didn't exercise, you know, I was fit and in shape, I guess, if you will, I didn't exercise to lose weight, but just to like, you know, stay fit. And um, so that's really what I've been doing for the last 11 years for the most part started going to one of the local Y's and um, did a few spin classes, which I absolutely loved. And uh, I do Pilates like once a month. It's kind of like, you know, I have, I'm a huge advocate for keeping a decluttered like front of your fridge. So like, I don't like magnets everywhere and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like I have a few things on my um, fridge and one of them is like an emergency, like phone number, like who to call if, you know, the kids are hurt or whatever. And the other one is the why um, class schedule. I love it. (laughs) So I look at it every time I go to open the fridge and it's just such a gentle reminder, like, Ooh, what class can I pop into? Ooh, Andrew might be off early or he might, uh, you know, like when can I squeeze in a Pilates or try a new class? And that's been a lot of fun too. But my go-to have been hit workouts. Um, For the most part, I've used just body weight, but, um, I also implement, um, dumbbells. I love kettlebells. And then, um, the, you sent me a hit workout and I, for whatever reason, had never thought to do a hit workout on a machine like the stair stepper. Mm. So I've been doing those too. And, um, I'm always so much more sore after doing a hit workout on a stair stepper versus just like going for like 15, 30 minutes, just right. at my own pace type thing. So Awesome. And then, mm-hmm. so do you just program your own like hit workouts as far as like you put in like jump squats and bicep curls and that, or do you follow something else for that? I, you know, there's someone on Instagram. I think her name's Kayla. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I T S I N E S. It, it signs or it's in it. I don't know. She, I see lots of ads for her, um, course. And I've done a few of her freebie, like, um, kind of workouts and they were hit workouts and yeah, they were just tons of fun. But beyond that, 
if anything's advertised to me that's free on Instagram, I'll, you know, download a free, a free workout. But besides that, I just kind of plug and play. I've been doing it for so long. Okay. Um, that I feel fairly comfortable just incorporating and doing new things. Nice. Awesome. Okay. So how about when you have like your bad day or, you know, you're super tired, don't have the motivation, um, or it's hard, you have a full schedule for that week even, like how are you still, what motivates you to get your exercise in or what are, what's like something that gets you going? Um, that's a really good question. Um, seeing that, I know it sounds silly, but seeing that class schedule on the front of the fridge has been like pretty big accountability for me. Cause I've told myself in my head, you know, two days a week minimum, mm-hmm. um, three days is ideal. My husband knows that too, but seeing that it's almost like having a person like looking at you mm. being like, did you do your workout today? <laughs> I love Without it. Having to have someone ask you. Um, so that's, that's been a big thing. And I'm, I'm gearing up as you know, to launch my, um, home declutter course in, I think 26 days, like I'm not counting or anything, but I think it's 26 days. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing that keeps running through my mind every day is literally like anytime I've done anything for any business of mine, I've always put my health on the back burner. Like it's mm. like, right, we've got this big project for work or there's always something I was working on so hard. Like work was just my life. I invested so much time and energy and passion into it that it was okay for me to not work out. And this go around with my own business and something I'm just so passionate about. I was like, how cool is it that I'm in a really stressful time in my business? I'm getting ready to launch this massive epic course I've been working on for eight months that I am also committing to working out minimum two days a week, like throughout a really stressful time because you're a business owner, like, you know, like there are those seasons where you just need to work. But I told myself like weeks ago during this like launch period, I am not giving myself any leeway. Like I want to, for the first time in my life, focus on my business and just crush it and go through that stressful period, but stay consistent with my workouts. I love it. I love that you made that commitment to yourself. And like, even just in your head, you, you know, you have that goal two times a week, minimum three times a week. So it's kind of like, if one day gets busy, you know, the next day you see that little schedule and you're like, yeah, I have to go get this in today because I need to get my three days or two days minimum. That's exactly right. Like I know Mondays are a really, really busy day for me. I kind of hit the ground running, but I also usually work out Mondays. Um, I didn't this week and I figured I wouldn't based on my to-do list. (laughs) So I'm working out Wednesday, Friday, you know, so I'm just picking up where I can and making it work. Love it. And so how I kind of want to like wrap that all up in like, how does it, how does it change your life as far as like, you've probably like, yeah, like you said, been one of the busiest times in your life. You have two little kids, you're growing this business, which takes a lot of time and effort. And yet you've still been consistent. How do you feel like the workouts and staying on top of your health and fitness like, how does that make you feel? Like, how are you better performing overall in life with that? With staying consistent with my workouts for the first time in a long time? Yeah. Um, I just, you know, at the end of the day, 
I think as a mom, we like with the self-care we talked about earlier, like it's so important to do things for ourselves. But I think ultimately you have to, like, I have to anyway, like do it for my children and my husband, right? Because like, they're my big why. They're why I'm working on this course right now and working on this new business. Like they're my motivating reason for anything I'm doing, business or fitness. So as long as I just tailor my, or like remind myself of that, um, you know, I'm doing it for my kids. Yes, I'm working out for myself too and for self-care and for health benefits, but that's, uh, you know, if I'm healthy and, you know, I'll be around longer for them. I know I'm 30 or 31 right now, but we're not invincible. You know, my husband Mm -hmm. almost died two years or two years ago from a car accident. Like we could go at any time, you know, and I want my children to remember, you know, those things about me you know, my dedication, my consistency or anything. So I think as long as your listeners can figure out like their big why, like what's their motivation and what's their motivating reason. And usually <clears throat> that's other people, that's their husband, their kids. And obviously as a mom, it's probably your kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, yeah, that's really, I think gotten me, gotten me to, you know, a really awesome spot where I am today. Love it. Oh my gosh. I love that. Super. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for being on. And I want to let everybody know where they can find you and learn more about decluttering and just what you have going on. So will you share where everyone can find you? Yeah, definitely. I am on Instagram and my handle is Katie Joy Wells. That's Katie with a Y. And same thing on Facebook. You can find me at Katie Wells and then my website keeping it consistent here, just like my workouts, katiejoywells.com. <laughs> Love it. You know, we got to keep it easy. <laughs> we do. Gosh. Totally. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on Katie. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Bye. Hey friends. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got so much value out of that episode And value can be even just one thought, one new thing. So I want you to consider that when you listen to any episode of mine or any other podcast, book, valuable resource that you have, that it can be one thought. It could be one thing that can change your life, that can open that door to possibility. So I want to offer that and every episode you listen to, what is that? What's that nugget? At least one that you're going to take away. And I also want to offer if you are listening to this and you're like, oh yes, I hear you, Samantha or my guest. And you're like, I really do want to get to my quote unquote impossible goal. I really do want to lose the weight. I want to run the marathon. I want to run an ultra marathon. I want to have more energy to play with my kids, to go on a beach vacation and feel confident. I like to say that you can walk into any boardroom, bedroom, or beach confident AF. Like if that's what you want and you have not got that result for yourself yet, then this is an answer. I do one-on-one coaching with my clients to create 
and absolutely guarantee that they will reach that impossible health goal. I want to work with you if you are ready to commit, if you're ready to go all in, which doesn't mean hustle and do a 180. It just means that you're ready to create this result in your life. If your hand is raised and you've tried all the things and nothing has worked, or you are doing the things, but you're just not getting the results that you want, then it's time to consider working with a coach. I would be more than honored to work with any of you guys. And how you can book a free consult call is by going to my website at www.samanthanivens.com. Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. Or you can find me on Instagram at Samantha's Real Life and just DM me or Facebook Messenger me. Either way, I will get back to you and we can find a time for us to talk more about what you want to get and how I can help you get there. If you are having fun on this podcast and just want to be in more of a community and be surrounded by more like-minded folks and grow together, no matter what, I would invite you to join the Private Sweat Life Facebook group. Just search The Sweat Life in Facebook on the groups and you will find our group. It'll pop up. I give all kinds of tips and tools and uh, share podcasts that I listen to personally and all kinds of things that we are cultivating there. And then the other spot you can find me and get some more tips and tools is my new YouTube channel, which is the Ultra Health Hub with Samantha Divins. So if you just search Ultra Health Hub or my name, either one, it should pop up. And I like to give all kinds of fun things that I do in my day-to-day to to how I live this healthy lifestyle. So check that out. It's different even than some of the material on the podcast. So all kinds of good stuff. I hope you guys are enjoying this. If you are, you can also leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. So I know that you are. And please feel the Feel free to reach out anytime and let me know what you want to hear about or guests you want to hear from, and I'd love to hear from you. Thanks, you guys.